Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East Sands Revel. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have The Lost Town of Deepwood, Pennsylvania. So, The Lost Town of Deepwood, Pennsylvania, uh, is a Reddit no sleep story, uh, and it's by the Dalek Emperor, which you may remember from such Reddit no sleep stories as Baraska, part one, part two, and all the parts after that. <laughs> oh, hot damn. So this is, yeah, this is a Baraska. So this is the author of Baraska, um, which had me worried when I realized who that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. What kind of like, shit are we going to see in here? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. And it was like, there was some kids in, in the woods in Pennsylvania looking for something in the woods. And oh no, this is going to go horrible. And then like, there was also like some foreshadowing in the story where it's like, oh no, oh oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So um, uh, let's uh let's dive in with the uh our initial recommendations for this one. Um, I'm going to recommend this one. I am also going to recommend this one. Okay. I am also also going to recommend this one. Thank you, guys. I was really worried that I was going to be the only one who liked this. <laughs> when has that ever happened? See previous episode catalog of 500 plus episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, like, to, I, I see you, like, yeah, in post going, like, episode three, episode eight, episode 12, <laughs> like, listing all yeah. of them. Just, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, because like the reason why was because like when I when I started reading the story for the episode like for this week, I was like I wasn't really feeling like reading anything, and I actually really had to push myself to to get into reading this because for the for the show specifically, and as I started reading it, my uh, momentum just kept going exponentially. Like I it zipped through the sixteen pages that this story is, um, in like no time flat. Now, yeah, do I have? Cr- yeah, do I have criticism of the story? Of course, but I feel like my notes are also going to be pretty positive. But uh, before we uh, get too far ahead of myself, uh, I guess we should start with uh, the rundown uh, featuring the the Katie, yes. <laughs> as we eventually find out her name. <laughs> it didn't take too long. It took ten. Par- I have a whole. Th- I have a whole thing in my notes about it. It took ten paragraphs for us to get her name. All right. <laughs> No, it took too long. It took, it took way a way too long. It took a page and a half for us to get her name. Maybe just because the story reads nicely, as you said, it didn't yeah. feel like it took a long time. But yeah, no. you look at it, it's like, oh, okay, never mind. It's like that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'll give this. It was organic the way it came in. Like it wasn't yes. just like dropped on us like a ton of bricks. But anyway, um, yeah. So the rundown for the lost town of Deepwood, Pennsylvania. Katie, our narrator, is telling the tale of her time in the rural town of Middleborough, uh, Pennsylvania, and the horror she and her friend uncovered in the woods nearby. It was 2002, and her dad was there for a few months in the summer while he opened a new store. So Katie and her mom moved out there as well while he worked there. 
It was in this time that Katie became friends with a local boy, Jamie, and the two 12-year-olds spent a lot of time outdoors and such, forming a friendship and awkwardly flirting as well. Uh, it was also at this time that Katie learned of a local legend, a lost sister town to that of Middleborough, in that was supposedly deep in the woods, and that locals either searched for or stayed clear of. And there had even been a, a a death, like a disappearance and death found uh, back in like the 70s or so. In the last few days before Katie and her parents were going to move away, Katie used the duo's mutual attraction for each other to convince Jamie to go out into the woods and follow the old train tracks that led out there to search for this town. Uh, they did indeed find structures, uh, specifically a chapel, after losing time while following the tracks and find their way inside where things begin to get creepy, at least for Katie. The chapel had a very creeping atmosphere with strange ledgers showing the town's name, Deepwood, and also a list of names um, of like supposed townsfolk and such, um, as well as photos of people that seemingly like look down at you, judging you, and a darkly statue of Jesus crucified in the main um, main hall of the church amidst rotting pews. Uh, as Katie is beginning to panic, especially after the back way they had just come through collapsed and they couldn't seem to get through the front door as it, it just wouldn't budge. Jamie seemed to have much more excitement uh, than, than previously. Uh, he finds a trap door to a basement level where hot air is wafting up. And as they descend down spiral stairs, much to Katie's hesitation, they find a dark, deeper chamber. In this chamber is another statue of a demonic form that is personally indescribable by Katie, but it is horrific to be sure, with a long tail wrapping around the extent of the chamber. Uh, and that's when shit hits the fan. As the statue animates and chases the duo back up the stairs, and it's only then that Katie realizes there are strange symbols on the trap door, just like they are there are on the front door. They manage in the nick of time to bust open the front door of the church and flee into the woods. Uh, they are found hours later after being gone about 10 hours, though they don't feel like it has been that long for them. Um, Katie and her parents leave sooner than expected, and... That's the last she hears from Jamie or Middleborough for that matter. It seems that in the next few years, no trace of the town or its peoples can be found by Katie and people like her parents don't even really remember that time or that place very well. Uh, all that she has left as evidence that Jamie was real and that place was real is a police report from that day that when they went missing for 10 hours. And even that eventually just goes blank. Katie, as she writes this down and plans to post it online, fears that one day her memory and even this story will vanish. She also worries that they let something out in those woods that day and that it was the cause of the, of the town disappearing, much like the older town, Deepwood. Um, and that's still out there, wiping towns off the map and no one remembering it. 
she ends this part because yes, this is there are sequels to the story, wishing she had more answers than questions. Finn, for now. So, with that out of the way, let's dive into everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions. At this point, uh, I do have a few. So, I'm going to start with this one here. Uh, I guess this is technically dialogue, but fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I knew you know more than you let on. I, th- I think you actually do actually need to have a, a mostly come at night situation here where it's, I knew you knew <laughs> more than you were letting on. So, well, I knew you knew you, I knew. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, gamer? Yeah, so it's like a tense situation. Yeah, it just it sounds weird when it's like I knew you know more than you let on. Like that doesn't work for me. Like it it, it actually does need to have I knew you knew. <laughs> or I know you know. No, no, because that one like like because she didn't know up until this point, or like or she had an idea, but she didn't like just know. Like I don't know. Okay. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, just, um. But yeah, um, uh, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. All right, I'll tell you. Jeez, Katie. Jamie picked up his bike and started walking down the bike path. I grabbed mine and followed him. So this is what I said earlier. This is like 10 or so paragraphs in, and we are just now knowing Nair is in fact named Katie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hey, at least it's naturally it naturally appears in the story and better late than nearer. Ah? Ah? Better late than nearer. I'll leave. <laughs> Crickets. I was yeah. hoping it would just be cold silence. <laughs> yes. I, I was expecting it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Um... Jamie and I stumbled around the small nave breaking windows on either side with pieces of wood we had found. The hell is a nave? So, noun. uh, A nave is the central part of a church building intended to accommodate most of the congregation. In traditional Western churches, it is a a rectangular separated or it is rectangular separated from the chancel by a step or rail and form and, and from adjacent aisles by pillars. For also, I want to say what the fuck is a chancel, but I'm not going to do that one because it's not in the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I learned a word of, yeah, of, of, of learning church words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I learned a new word today. Uh, na- uh, nave is apparently the, the, the space where the pews are and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, I feel like there should be there should probably be a comma between nave and breaking, because when I was first read it, it was like Jamie and I stumbled around the small nave breaking windows on either side. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like it should be Jamie and I stumbled around the small nave, comma, breaking windows on either side with p- pieces of wood we had found. Yeah, because <clears throat> otherwise there's something around, around the nave breaking. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Small nave breaking. What the hell's a nave breaking? <laughs> yeah. Mm. You got something to say, Mikey? Oh, I was just going to say breaking wind. Those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nave breaking wind. Those. 
<laughs> Why the hell are there deer in here? <laughs> Why are they made of wind? Well, and why are they farting all the time? Actually, they'd be windows, so they'd be winning all the time. Oh, God. Winning. <laughs> Tiger blood. But uh, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. I didn't know you were claustrophobic. At least, that's what I think, Jamie said. I better remember the horror I felt as I stared at the hole in the floor. Jamie had opened the trap door. Okay, so... As you can probably guess from how I read that, I do understand what the sentence is trying to do, but personally, I would have moved better <laughs> at the end of the sentence of that of the sentence it's in for clarity. So it's like, I didn't know you were claustrophobic. At least that's what I think Jamie said. I remember the horror I felt as I stared at the hole in the floor better. Um, because when <laughs> I better remember, like, oh, I better remember this. <laughs> yeah, but like. I, I think it's supposed to be like why it's in that place is like there's like I better remember the horror I felt in that place blah blah, blah. but I feel like uh, to fix that it should be like better should be at the end of the that sentence just so it's like um that's what I thought Jamie said I remember the horror better maybe maybe put it before maybe put it after horror it's like I remember the horror better or the the horror I felt better as I stared at the hole in that in the floor. Just because, like, where yeah. better is placed, it, it is kind of confusing, like, what the, the intent is in this sentence. <laughs> so. Then, uh, the next one here. Neither Jamie nor I spoke as we shuffled around room, our backs to the wall as far away from the demon as physically possible. Ah, the return of the Baraskaism of caveman speech. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is where it came from. <laughs> yeah, as we shuffled around the room. <laughs> Not as I as we shuffled around room. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this one. <clears throat> then we have this last one I have here. All I could feel was my own intern descent into madness. God, I hate it when your interns are trapped in an eternal hell at the offices of madness. <laughs> right. It seems like it happens every single time. And you, you fire uh, one and you get another one and they just do the same thing. I mean, well, you can't really fire an intern because like they're they're living for exposure, not pay. <laughs> you can tell them to get the fuck out. <laughs> That's <another> true. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same yeah, damn you, thing. You can just re remove them from the premises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're fired. Kabam. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all seriousness, though, um, I think it should be uh, it should probably be internal. So it's like all I could feel was my own internal descent into madness. Yes. Uh -huh. Also, yeah. is it descent? Shouldn't descent have an S before the C? So it's not decent. <laughs> I just realized I just, I'm, just, I'm just looking at that. Des the the d descent, uh, how it's spelled. Yeah, it's D E S C E S. <laughs> so really, I should, it should have been. So as it is, it reads: "All I could feel was my own intern decent into madness. <laughs> my own intern decent, ah, uh, decent. That poor, that poor lad yes. working for exposure by by walking into madness." <laughs> but uh, that is all I have for my grammar position. So, Mikey, the East Dance for Evil, what do you got? Huh? 
I have a conjunction junction. Woo! And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It was two stories tall, and at the end of a very lonely cul-de-sac. It was pretty boring, as expected, until we heard some kid ask an employee about the lost town. It was a full five weeks into the summer before I finally got my questions answered. It's like a rite of passage or something for kids to go looking for it. It's easy to do. Everything looks the same. And where do people look? It's pretty deep back there, but they figure that if there was another town, they would have lived by the lake. So that's where they go. And I don't know why they would lay them going back into those woods unless there was something back there. So that's where I'd go. It was the weekend before we were moving home and my parents had a barbecue for the employees of Dad's new store and some of our neighbors. But legends don't just come from nowhere. So, do you want to go out to the woods one last time? It was the awkward first kiss of two twelve-year-olds, but it made me feel warm and sent a flight of butterflies swirling into my stomach. So, I actually really did like Jamie. It took him stumbling over the tracks to break off his monologue and finally noticed the backpack. But we follow the tracks the entire time, and we turn around after an hour. It would be the first and last time I ever did. It felt like we had only been walking for 45 minutes, but when Jamie checked his watch, it had been three hours. It says it's five o'clock. It can't be five, dude. Your watch is busted. But I wasn't ready to give up just yet. It was denser than the area around it and seemed to have clean, man-made lines. It's a long way off, though. We would never find the tracks again. It's for the trees. It's a list of names. Or died, said Jamie, as he folded the paper and put it back, put it into the backpack. It made me incredibly uncomfortable. Or break one of the windows. But that was nothing. Nothing compared to what sat upon the altar. It wasn't a podium, as I had thought earlier. It was a statue of the crucifixion, but unlike any I had ever seen before. It's going to be dark in half an hour. It's already hard to see in here. 
It was just a solid piece of wood with strange markings on it. And it was indeed a trapdoor. And the thought of spending one more minute here had me on the precipice of a panic attack, something I hadn't experienced in over a year. But I felt myself slowly nodding as Jamie pulled me to my feet. But I suppose that it's better that we, ugh, that what happened down there didn't happen to Jamie alone. And he was right. There could be anything down there, and almost all old stuff was valuable. It towered over us, and as such, I could only see the bottom of its jaw from where I was. It was looking directly ahead of it, at the staircase we had just descended. Its tail was long and swept around the entire room. It had claws, like any modern depiction of a demon, and as I moved around the chamber to view its profile, I noticed it had horns as well. It's not my fault you cracked me on the head. And it was staring at me. It shook me to my core in a literal sense. It wasn't until he started screaming that I was shaken from my paralysis. I dropped the flashlight. Jamie dropped everything else and we ran. It was so large and heavy that the entire staircase shook with the impact. It was coming. It was more than halfway up the stairs. But I couldn't leave him. It was here. It was now dark outside and the temperature was dropping fast. It didn't take us this long to get to get to find that place, or did it? But maybe it was some crazy, undiscovered giant reptile that was, like, hibernating, and we woke it up. So we were going to delude ourselves into thinking that there was a scientific explanation for this. It was on the trapdoor, too. Because, Jamie, all those doors are open now. But he hadn't seen its face, not like I had. It was no animal. It was made of stone. It was something sinister and anciently evil, and it had seen me, had seen right down into my soul. It was aware of me, and I was aware of it. And now, it was free. And then, nothing was left. And this is why I am writing this story down and uploading it to the internet. Or perhaps, one day, it will just disappear, and you won't remember ever seeing it, and I won't remember ever writing it. 
and I can only hope that this ended with Middlesburg. But all I have are questions. Finn. Wow. <laughs> so I got I got some notes here <laughs> that I've been jotting down. <laughs> First off, uh, the very beginning, it very it very much felt like there's no real mention of the woods and stuff. So like, but there's a lot of mention of like the bur- the suburb that they were, or like the cul-de-sac and like the the neighborhood they were in. So it's like. So this whole thing takes place in like a very long expanse of suburb then, right? <laughs> um, but then this story zooms by all the way, like like very little con- conjunctions and a conjunction junction until they're on the tracks, like walking into the woods for the last time and finding the church and stuff like that, where the conjunctions just build up. <laughs> <laughs> like so like it skimmed past like most of the story leading up to the to the church discovery and then you just went to it, 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 like listening to it there's so many plot details in inside the church because of the conjunctions <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like it's like uh it's like oh, we're just gonna skip this. so it was like for a moment it was a very succinct version of the rundown and then you just kind of started just reading the story <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Mm-hmm. And and gamer, you there? I was muted today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, why is he not talking? And uh, for those unaware, Mikey grabs sentences throughout the story that start with words that they probably shouldn't. Like it's ends or buts, because there's always better words to use. Indeed. And when he puts them together in a, a string of a story, sometimes it comes with hilarious results. <laughs> so, gamer, uh, do we have a grammar in yellow? A little bit. Okay. My dad was assigned to a store in Pennsylvania, and because it was a longer assignment, and because it was summertime as well, he decided to take my mom and I with him. So, for me, I feel like the um, it's a bad placement of the comma. The first one, because it's my dad was assigned to a store in Pennsylvania and because it was longer, like <laughs> it's Pennsylvania oh, yeah. and comma. Yeah. But also because later on, ra- rather, because it goes and because and because again in yeah. one long ass sentence, I feel like you should just remove the first and because and just cut that first sentence short. So it would go, my dad was assigned to a store in Pennsylvania, period. It was a longer assignment, comma, but because it was summertime as well, comma, he decided to take my mom and I with him. I actually alter yours a little bit further and have that it was summertime twenty two uh, two thousand twenty twenty two. It was it was summertime two thousand two, like, or in in summertime of two thousand two, like like have the summertime part be at the beginning so that you cut that uh, get an even extra out like and because blah blah. blah. I guess. I just I was just like thinking of like how to how to streamline that sentence a little bit further. And I think like honestly the summertime part should probably be at the beginning as well with the uh the year. This is in the first paragraph. I know. I'm just saying <laughs> like I, I, no no but I mean like in the sentence itself like it was kind of, it, it, like you're right it is kind of clunky but I feel like like you're you're streamlined it but I think to streamline that sentence even further to make it more efficient like the summertime part should also just be at the beginning of the sentence so it's like in summertime 2002. Like that way you don't have that extra and because of this and because of that and because of that kind of stuff. I'm trying to help you. Damn it. <laughs> would just say he had a particularly busy year, period. 
Go go on. Okay, fine. Yeah. Then we uh, jump ahead to the the church. The windows were surprisingly all intact. Intact is meant to be one word, not two. It's not Fair. intact. Yeah. It's intact. Mm-hmm. And then my next one is basically in regards to the demon statue. I feel like it could use some more description because it's such an important part of the story. And like the only part of this creature that we get a good visual for is the tail, in my opinion. Because like the mentions of the claw and the horns is just kind of like it's just sort of mentioned like on the side. It's not really elaborated on. Because like for the claws, it says it has claws, like any modern depiction of a demon. It's like okay, yeah. so it has claws. But how big are they? Are they like small, like coming out like fingernails, but they're pointy? Are they like big, like monstrous ones? Does he have an inhuman amount of digits on his hands? There's like a lot of extra things you can describe here. But that's the other thing, and I actually point this out in my actual thoughts. Um, the it, this is very much a Lovecraftian like trope of like, oh, this thing was indescribable. Now let me describe its indescribability. <laughs> but like she did also say like. It's like burned into my vision, but she can't. She can't um, bring herself to describe what she saw. Like that's, that's like she see. She still sees it, but she can't put it down to words. Like, and I'm not really defending that as like a thing because I I find that like as a cheapskate when it comes to like Lovecraftian horror and like demons and stuff and like horror and stuff. But it is a trope <laughs> that, that that people fall into for like horrific monsters like oh it was so horrifying i can't describe it even though it's burned into my brain <laughs> so i suppose yeah because like watch like when wait like when you like yeah you're right this thing it it describes the tail describes the horns describes the claws like a modern day demon honestly at this point this creature looks like diablo <laughs> like demon form diablo from diablo one <laughs> pretty much yeah but either way yeah it's mainly the the horns that um, got me thinking about this because when it mentioned the horns, it says that the horns are over a foot tall, which I felt was a weird description for the horns because like th- like that specifically does it says say that, does it actually say like specifically yes it, it says tall at least a foot tall so it made me think that they're vertical like yeah. very vertical which I, I guess might be intentional to make you feel that they're vertical like they come out the forehead and go straight up basically. Yeah, instead of like the side of the head and curl around like minotaur horns or whatever, but yeah, because if if they were like a foot tall or a foot like if they were curling, would you not describe that as like a foot long? So like like because they, they but they curl, but then like again we don't even get the curled or anything like that. We don't get any no. other descriptions because again it's burned into her mind, but they can't personally bring it down to words <laughs> for reasons. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a bit in my actual thoughts on that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much the. In my grammar. Okay. Uh, then I suppose we move on to actual thoughts. Jamie and I were building a bike ramp over a narrow stream late one afternoon when we saw a group of five teenagers boisterously heading out into the woods. They were carrying flashlights and beer, several of them trying to scare the girls of the group into turning back. Ah, so they've they they saw the characters from the other creepypasta happening in this area. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the next thing I have here, the lost town is just a dumb legend. The stories say that Middlesbrough had a sister city nearby somewhere in, out in these woods. 
Then one day, like a century and a half ago, the whole town just disappeared. The people left or died. Nobody knows. Nobody even remembers the name of the town. It's like a rite of passage or something for kids to go looking for it. I'm just going to look at my long list of uh, old game ideas that I have either run or want to run in the past, <laughs> specifically from the Grumblehammer 1920s campaigns of uh, of One Less Die, our sister podcast. <laughs> um, seriously, though, I, I really like the idea of a forgotten or spooky sister city <laughs> to the one that is that still exists or that is that the characters are in and like having to like find out why it went missing or why people no longer remember it. Like, it's just a really cool idea to me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I did, uh, this is something I also, uh, that I was going to bring up, but then I, as I finished the story, I was like, oh, this isn't really necessary. I did end up trying to look for Middlesbrough <laughs> to see if it was an actual place in Pennsylvania. Of course. And I mean, it's not. <laughs> of course, it's been deleted by the creature. Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's been removed from reality. It's just been like, all information about it has been plucked from, from the, uh, uh, from existence. <laughs> so, uh, the next thing I have here, he's really just a gaslighter, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <The team. laughs> uh, but I digress. I'll move on to the next thing I have. Jamie and I hung out inside the house and played my N64 while we flirted pretty outrageously. There, there had been an unspoken sort of mutual attraction throughout the summer that no one had had the guts to act on. Since I was moving home in five days, there really was nothing left to lose. Although his intentions were probably pure and genuine, I am embarrassed to say that mine were not. I thought that if I could make him want to impress me, he would agree to go looking for the lost town. To this, I'm just like, aw, this is so cute. Too bad this is going to end in tears and probably blood. I mean, this is a Baraska. This is by the person who who wrote Baraska. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, cute, I, but she's literally bringing this guy to his death. Well, yes, but at the at that time, like it's it's the adorable way possible, though. <laughs> yes, and also like the character doesn't know at that time that like things are going to end badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like even later, like when they have their first like awkward kiss, like she realized, oh, I am actually like attracted to this kid. Kind of Whoops. Thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, a quick update to this: it didn't end in blood. <laughs> Which surprised me based on like a bunch of foreshadowing throughout the story where like they're mentioning like this was gonna be the last time I'd hug uh Jamie or like I'm glad Jamie wasn't down in that pit below. Like I was expecting Jamie to be killed, and then like uh Katie being the only one that makes it out of the forest. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the story, she I'm glad that, that they actually like subverted that kind of like thing that they were like kind of building in the story. And because it, it this the what happens is also just as tragic as if Jamie had died because we're left not knowing the fate really of Jamie or anybody in the town of Middlesbrough. Like, were they eaten? Did something? Were they? Were they not? Were they, did they just like? Did the demon like just cease to exist? Them kind of thing. Like, yeah, it, and maybe that'll be explained later in the um uh, in the other parts of the story, like in the other sequels. Uh, I do hope that this story actually does have like they actually dig in like she has some uh, like digging into the mystery about what's going on with these uh, these towns. But um, the next thing I have here. 
Uh, as we walked, we talked about all sorts of mundane things, stopping only to make sure we were still on the tracks. It felt like we had been it felt like we had only been walking about 45 minutes. But when Jamie checked his watch, it had been three hours. All right, I'm just going to check a map here. Yep, this is on this is this could technically be on the Appalachian Trail going through Pennsylvania. Yeah, they are so fucking screwed. <laughs> just like going out into the woods, losing time. This is some Blair Witch Project bullshit. <laughs> yeah. They are so screwed. Also, fun fact, the Blair Witch Project, like the the location like the Black the Black Hills Forest in Maryland is also on the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> so, yeah, Probably nothing nice out there then. It's <laughs> always horrible things. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I do want to walk at least a, a section of the Appalachian Trail one day. Do so you want to die? Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, but like, I mean, again, I've said it on the show before. If I if I have to die, I want to be immersed in creepy pasta. <laughs> yes, but I will move on to the next thing I have. Um, when I broke the last window on my side. That sounded really weird <laughs> when I put the, like like they like did like a weird side. like like a side slam. <laughs> but no, um, like she's made it. She has windows on her side. Like she's a transformer all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I think uh, it's uh when I broke the last window on my side, I turned back around to survey the chapel, disappointed that the lighting wasn't much better. The room itself seemed to repel light. Okay, getting some some Alan Wake vibes here with the darkness in the chapel, but that really doesn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing is uh, the wooden pews were completely rotted. In fact, the wood we had been using to break the windows of the church were leg stands from the front row. The narrow aisle in the in between the rows of pews was littered with leaves and rotting wood, but that was nothing nothing compared to what sat upon the altar. So I think something that this is like a, a suggestion for like the story itself. And like, it probably would rem- it, it would probably start like shit hitting the fan a lot sooner, but how creepy would it be if, if they like turned around cause they couldn't really see the, the, the whole room in because of all the, the gloom, but how co- creepy would it be if they smashed the windows and looked back into the room and it was like slightly lit, uh, more lit than than before. And they find the bodies of the teens from a few weeks ago that were going into the woods to look for things like oh, just, yeah. just sitting in the pews <laughs> like that was brought up. It's brought up and then like never mentioned again. So I guess those kids like are fine or they got because I don't think the creature could do uh, could affect the outside of the church oh. until they until they accident these kids accidentally uh if the creature did anything with those kids it would have deleted okay. them from existence no one would yeah. know that they're there well exactly yeah yeah the the other kids went to the lake yeah. not to the um right railroad track so that's true yeah yeah well and that is also what like jamie was speculating oh those kids are probably going to the lake maybe they did like veer off and find the tracks and go that way but Again, it was just like something that I, I think might have been interesting, like to like throw in as an even more creepy th- thing. But it would also probably stop Katie and Jamie from finding the trap door and then unleashing the demon. Um, but it's just a, it's just a, a speculative suggestion, I guess, on my part. I mean, the uh, way that um, that Jamie was like 
wanting to check everything out regardless of how fucked up everything is. Oh. If you found bodies, you'd probably be like, okay, we're still going to check out everything here. Yeah, I, I have actually a thing. I'll bring it up now because you brought it up here. Uh, where Jamie is, yeah, like, like you said, Jamie's suddenly getting like really excited for this stuff. Is like, um, so the, the quote is, Jamie, I think we need to leave. I said in a low voice. Jamie stopped and looked up, looked up, seeming to remember I was there. Are you kidding? This is what you came. This is what you came for. We have we have to bring home evidence all of all of it. It's going to it's going to be dark in a half hour. It's already hard to see in here. Duh. That's why I'm using a flash. Light. <laughs> Sorry, grammar goes. Shouldn't there like? That's why I'm using a flash. That's all it says. A period. He's taking pictures. Oh fuck. Okay, yeah, you're right. I I need to read faster. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Um. Duh. That's why I'm using a flash. Hey, can you get a picture of me next to the creepy Jesus thing? Um. I guess I mumbled as I took the camera from him. I didn't even want to look at it, much less photograph it. But if it would help me get him out of here, I was going to stomach it. Jamie wrapped his arm around it just as I snapped the picture. Don't touch it! Oh, crap. Why did you touch it? There's something off about this thing. Jamie, can we freaking get out of here? So it keeps going like that. Oh, no, Jamie, this this 12-year-old has been possessed by dumb jock energy from a slasher film. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, like it. It is interesting because, like, I, and this is something that happens a lot in stories, like, um, where like the the dynamic shifts. Like, the the main character, Katie, like, is the one that wants to go out into the woods, and their friend is hesitant. But the the narrate the character tricks their friend and or like, pers- uh, persuades or like um like strong arms their care their friend to come with them into the woods, and then at some point in the story, there's a shift where suddenly the protagonist or the, the narrator wants to get out of there. And the friend who was uh, reticent about going into the woods or going into that creepy place, they suddenly get become a dumb jock and just like, no, there's nothing's nothing's wrong here. This is just super exciting. Let's check this out. <laughs> Let's split up gang. Yeah. I'm going to go have a shower in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Billy now. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's that like uh, that j- a slasher movie like skit slash joke. It's like, all right, I'm gonna go in the back and take a shower. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, definitely got like some some slasher movie vibes coming off of Jamie, uh, like halfway through the story, <laughs> which also, is how much of a kind of had review cultist cultist vibe as well. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I I would be of two minds. I I feel like I feel like I would probably also have similar like nope vibes that that Katie has. But you would also want to have pictures taken with the creature. Yeah, but I, I probably wouldn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's I think I think I'd be the middle ground. Like I take the picture of the statue, but I wouldn't be touching it at all. Mm-hmm. But uh. I'll move on to the next thing I have here, which is technically going back up a bit, but that's fine. Um, actually, it's about the statue. So it, w- <clears throat> it wasn't a podium, as I had thought earlier. It was a statue of the crucifixion. But unlike any I had ever seen before, the paint had been worn away on every part of the statue, except the blood on the crucifixion wounds, which stood bright and realistic and seemed to be oozing before our very eyes. The only other surface left untouched 
by decay of time was the face of Jesus. The details of this face were still so incredibly minute and perfect. And he had the same accusing eyes as the portraits in the pastor's office. Sweet evil Jesus. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also, uh, so something that is brought up in the story, like while I was reading it and like, we're getting like these like accusatory eyes from the photos in the back of, in the back office. And then from the Jesus statue here, um, have you, you guys, both of you guys have you seen the Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yes. A long time ago. Yeah, fair. Um, so for me, I was visualizing how the, the church statues on Notre Dame were like accusatorily glaring down at Frollo in the hunchback of no drama just these like really really dramatic and dynamic like stare downs at 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 the guilty party like when frollo like accidentally kills um uh kills quasimodo's uh mother at the beginning of the movie and like he looks up and and uh, the priest comes up and says like it's like it's like the that you will be accused and he starts uh, frollo starts looking up and seeing these like sta- like looking at these statues and they're all just like glaring down at him like if you if you look online like uh the the judging statues of Notre Dame or of uh, uh disney <laughs> you'll you'll movie. see you'll you'll kind of you'll see yeah <laughs> you'll uh, you'll see like kind of like screen caps of what i mean of just these like like how they really pronounce the eyes on the statues and even have them like kind of they don't like move, but they 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 um they definitely look like they're now just look all of them are just like now looking down at this one character in the the scene, and that's kind of what I the the sort of the the creepy judging eye intent I think I got from like when I was reading this story. But uh, I'll uh, move on to the next thing I have here. What I saw there I can never describe, though I have tried many times. The room was entirely empty, save two things. One was a desk in the corner, much like the one in the pastor's office. And the second was another statue. So this is the where part is like, ah, good old Lovecraftian storytelling. It was indescribable. Now let me describe what's in this room. <laughs> mm-hmm. or, let let me describe. The room is indescribable. I, I mean, it kind of really? sounded like she was. <laughs> it's like, what I saw there, I can never describe, though I've tried many times. And then proceeds to describe the room, like the, the room. In hindsight, I think it's meant to be the creature in the basement. You're 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 probably right, honestly, yeah. But in the moment, yes, very strange. Yeah, and actually, speaking of Lovecraft stuff, I'm going to read this quote and comment on it. This one was roughly twelve feet tall, and remained to this day the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. To put it mildly, it was some sort of demon. It towered over us, and as such, I could only see the bottom of its jaw from where I was. It was looking directly ahead of it. I really hate how that's that's phrased because I I, I I like I tripped over that the, the last time I read the story. You thought I was saying I was looking ahead of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it I was kind of half read that too. Like I feel like it should be. It was looking. The statue was looking directly ahead of itself. Yes. Um, at the staircase, we had just ascended. Its tail was long and swept around the entire room. There wasn't a lot of room to move. It had claws, like a modern depiction of a demon. And as I moved around the chamber to view its profile, I noticed it had horns as well. So, like I said, speaking of of Lovecraft, 
I also can't help but picture this as like similar in a similar vein as the Church of Redemption from um from the Sinking City video game. Um, which is this chapel like location that you go into and it has like statues of like uh in a in a in a Christian style church sort of setting. But when you use like a, your special ability in the game to like see like beyond like see what's underneath the surface of things. Um, you find like these sanity blasting eldritch statues where like the, where the angel statues are. Uh, and it's, I mean, spoilers for the game. It is revealed that the church of redemption are not worshiping God or the God <laughs> they're worshiping Cthulhu, uh, a, a fire vampire God from the Cthulhu mythos. Um, and fire those statues. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, or they're like basically, um, or actually, it might be star vampires, which are basically because, believe it or not, fire vampires and star vampires are different in the mythos. <laughs> okay. Fire, fire vampires are basically just like elemental motes of fire that like siphon blood from you. Um, and star vampires are an actual like kind of like plasmoid organic, like mass of tentacles with like lamprey like suction cups at the end of some of the tentacles. There, it's like a it's like a horrific floating eldritch version of a tengula. <laughs> Nice. Um, and they come from stars, specifically, actually, um, uh, a specific star in our star cluster. I think Fermel, Fermel Halt or something like that. Formaldehyde um, for a second. What? I thought you were going to say Formaldehyde for a second. There. That that's kind of what it sounds like. It's, it's yeah. because it's basically like, uh, it, it's. I think it's where we get the word Fahrenheit from, or like something similar. Hmm. It's a very sa- similar sounding word. Anyway. Yeah, so I was kind of getting vibes of like the Church of Redemption when they came in down here and like she was like freaking out over the statue because like it, it kind of reminded me of like, oh, this is like nice kind of like or this like strange, creepy, dilapidated ch- uh, Christian church. And then you get down to the bo- basement and they're actually worshiping a Lovecraftian horror or some kind of like demonic form <laughs> uh, rather than uh, than Jesus. The other cosmic horror. <laughs> but uh, I'll move on to the next thing here. As I had moved the beam of light up to Jamie's face, I had seen another face right next to his, a twisted, angry, soulless face, the demons. The statue had bent down and turned to the side, its head mere inches from Jamie's. Gamer, I'm sorry, I apparently been stealing your uh your your video game references this uh this episode. <laughs> I mean it happens. Like cuz Honestly, as soon as I read this, all I could think of is the scene in Doom 3 where the Hell Knight sneaks up behind a Marine and is about to like bite his head off. And then it's and then it notices you like looking at it. And like like it, it's it, I think it's like if you look back and you see him, you'll see like the this Hell Knight or this knight about to like like just open its giant maw to like uh to bite this Marine's head off. And then you look, it looks and sees that you've spotted it, and it just throw like pushes the guy away and goes after you <laughs> i remember yeah. that being like a scene in doom 3 and all, that's all i could think of with this part is like the demon was about to eat jamie's head and then it saw that it was being spotted like a boo <laughs> mm-hmm. i immediately went with um scp the the one that's um the concrete one that if you don't look at it oh it, yeah it kills you because as yeah, soon as that... they stopped looking at it it moved yeah the blinking statue mm-hmm uh yeah i I didn't know well that it it has a name um i can't remember what it is at this point (laughs) if only we had something like the internet i I can't remember what type which one it is it's like 
SCP-173, maybe? Yes! I nailed it! First try, SCP-173. Nice. Um, what is it called, though, uh, in the notes? The sculpture. Apparently. Is it just called the sculpture? Yeah. That honestly sounds about Sorry, right. It's called call it. that in um, Containment Breach. And that's actually what it's called, like in the uh, the list of SCPs. It's it's dubbed oh, the sculpture. Okay. So yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I could buy it. Like it's a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't immediately kill you <laughs> when you look away from it. But no. I um, do wonder what triggered it though. Like it, it they were like intently didn't... staring at it the whole time, and it wasn't moving. And then as soon as they both dropped their lights, they had to break eye contact with it, and then it moved. Didn't Katie hit it, and that's why? No, no she, she hit. She hit. hit yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that she hit. They uh, David the lights, so they yeah. both broke line of sight. Maybe it was just it was always aware of them the whole time, and it's just been like basically biding its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get this part here, which actually I I I heard when so when Mikey was doing his uh, his um, his conjunction junction, I actually wrote jo- I jotted this note down. Um, because I, j- I just like thought of it like in the moment that thing Jamie started. I thought it was a statue, but maybe it was some crazy undiscovered reptile that was like hibernating and we woke it up. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of deep wood. Insert gargoyles theme song here. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like a demonic form is like so it's a gargoyle like maybe it's just like it's it's a it's some kind of like evil gargoyle that's been slumbering underneath the church. <laughs> they actually discovered the rookery of like an old um, of an old gargoyle clan that like there's just like one left. Mm-hmm. Maybe the reason it woke up was because it, they 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 don't realize it, but they actually were stepping on like the broken shells of like the 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 eggs of the uh, in the rookery oh yeah maybe maybe but uh yeah i'll move on to the next thing i have um this one's kind of like i I just it's it makes sense in the context of the story but i still thought it was very odd (laughs) um for uh it was just odd behavior for uh from katie um over the following year middlesbrough slowly disappeared at first i could just feel the memory fading unnaturally in my mind my parents couldn't remember that we had ever been there, which scared me more than anything else. I taped the police report to the ceiling over my bed so that Jamie would be the first and last thing I thought about every day. So again, it makes sense in the context of the story, like that, like she's trying to remember Jamie and so that, but that's still, like, I can only imagine like what her parents think of like, why do you have that police report right over your bed? <laughs> Like when they're going, when her mom comes in to like get, drop off some like laundry or something like that, or some for some other excuse for a parent to be in to go into your uh, into the kid's room, mm-hmm. it just it would seem like really weird, obsessive behavior. <laughs> but I mean, you're not wrong. No, but also she's a kid. Yeah, I like I'm not wrong, but I'm not you're right because it, actually at that point she's a teenager, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, like it makes sense in the context of the story. Like she's doing it so that like she doesn't forget because she realizes she's forgetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the story actually goes like super mundane. She's really just suffering from uh, early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> yep. 
but it's contagious. So her parents are also. Oh, this just gets really sad. Uh, I'll, I'll move away from the sadness okay. <laughs> to the to the next thing I have here. Actually, yeah, this the will paper be... is the the um the least crazy thing she could have done because the other alternative is just writing his name everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would be like the next step of like crazy. Yep. Um. But hey, when when uh when you believe when you know something is true and the rest of the world doesn't know uh, like doesn't think it's true are you the crazy one or do you just live in a crazy world what i don't get is <laughs> how come everyone forgets about the town and everything but she doesn't she was at ground zero with this creature i think that might be why she doesn't forget uh, she the why she doesn't uh for, uh, doesn't entirely forget like right off the uh, like right off the hop like everybody else i think because she was still in, she was in proximity to this creature um like either it rubbed off like she's been marked maybe um like maybe it's slowly like disappearing towns on its way to get to find her wow <laughs> that would be fucking creepy actually if that was how oh, things she moves around all the fucking time too oh god <laughs> she's wipe out the entirety of the united states oh no it's it's <laughs> it's like the plot of it follows where like you get the sexually transmitted demon disease <laughs> Or like the you get the sexually transmitted slasher that no one can see but you, and the only way to to avoid getting killed by it is to just pass on the the st sts mm-hmm. um, to another person, and then once that person gets killed, then it starts going after you eventually. Like like you basically, it's like um, you can only the worst... delay the inevitable. Yeah, it's like the worst game of hot potato. Yes. <laughs> because like. Uh, because I, I remember, like she, she in in that movie, she like she avoided it for a little while by like just having sex with a couple of people, and then like having and like just random randos that she hooked up with to get it away to get it taken away from her, and then like eventually though it came back after her. Yeah, I don't remember the plot of that story at all. I just remember or of that movie, but um, I remember liking it. It was good. Like it was very cool. Like kind of um kind of dreamlike anachronistically like interesting it was like it was it's supposed to have like sort of a, a dream quality to it from based off of what the director has said because most of it seems very like set in the 80s and is very analog but there are little things in the in the movie that don't make sense like the one right. character has like a has like a an e-reader slash palm pilot that yeah. like that's just like a fold-out clam shell um, but like all the co- everything else in the movie is really like 80s or like analog style. Like the all the cars are pretty old. Um, they go to a very analog style um, uh, theater. Like they, the 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 movie theater they go to is a very like like pay cash and use and buy tickets to go to like this. And it's like a like an old school like matinee kind of theater with a with a with a physical projection and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, per projector and some of that so it's like yeah it was very like and i remember like watching it's like is this supposed to be in the 80s or supposed to be now oh it's just set in detroit <laughs> yeah yeah that's right <laughs> and that's that's probably how they got a lot of the anachronist like sort of the 80s vibe is because they just said it like parts of it and like near the eight mile mm-hmm. so but anyway back to this move back, or back Actually, to this story <laughs> before we go back to that did it okay. also have a really cool music stinger i yeah Yes, I yeah, it has it had such a cool music stinger that I actually went on iTunes and bought mm. just that theme. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so i have it on my phone like just, like, like this cool like in like this like cool 80 synth i was like bow, da, 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 bow. uh it's right yeah that is yeah it, yeah and it's it, it but like that's just the stinger like the whole rest of the song is just also just really creepy especially if you're just like walking around if you're walking your dog at night <laughs> in in uh, like like uh, uh like out into like the park where like there's just, there's just like the 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 the, the the lamp lights mm-hmm. uh, and you just have that song starts playing you know you're in for a bad time yeah <laughs> because you're like looking back over your shoulder i totally haven't done this before guys no never <laughs> i'm not i'm not this talking does not I'm, sound like the voice of experience at all it's just yeah theoretical. yeah exactly yeah um god that was such a good movie though <laughs> uh yeah i will defend that movie to my last breath honestly <laughs> good um but yes we can move on now okay um so the next thing I have here is my last thoughts, but uh, it's also the last, like, I think the last paragraph from the story. All that remains of Middlesbrough and the people who live there are my memories. And this is why I am writing this story down and uploading it to the internet. Once it's on the internet, it can never die, right? Or perhaps one day it will just disappear and you won't remember ever seeing it and I won't remember ever writing it. And I can only hope that this ended with Middlesbrough. If it has moved on to other towns, who would know? Who would even remember? Oh my God. So this demon creature, we kind of like talked a little bit about this, but this demon creature is like the Hell Knight from Doom mixed with the weeping angels and the silence from Doctor Who. Pretty much. And actually, thinking on it a little bit harder, Gamer in Yellow, doesn't this kind of sound like a false Hydra situation? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. False, I, uh, false Hydra. I don't, I, I don't know. I was unaware I've ran into a false Hydra multiple times in D&D sessions and forgot what it was every single time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You. <laughs> yeah, on our on our sister podcast, One Less Die, I, I used a false Hydra, which is heavily inspired by the silence from Doctor Who and the Dead Hands monster from uh ocarina of time and um i used it in a in a D game that the gamer was in and then like a few weeks later like a month or two later i used i used it in a vossen game uh and i think the vossen game will be coming out before the the, the D game comes out but i, I it was funny because like when it, when it was finally revealed that it was a false hydra you're like oh what how did i not realize this <laughs> It's almost like I forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, your your hard drive is like always getting like cleared and 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 filled. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's understandable. Well, um, so much storage space in there. Yeah. Also, if the Dalek Emperor, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> the Dalek Emperor, this creature having very similar themes to like the Weeping Angel and the Silence from Doctor Who. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> I wonder who what the inspiration for this monster was. Were you about to ask what the inspiration was? Hmm? No, it no, no, like no. You were no. about to ask uh the Dalek Emperor, like if they were inspired by these sorts of things, and then you're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, no, no, I was actually I gonna use uh, <laughs> behind the scenes, it was part of like my gimmick here for this for for my last my last uh comment. Gotcha. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, the so the if the Dalek Emperor ever decides to do 
like an ARG long con sort of thing and actually remove this story from various internet websites it's on, I guess we're going to have to follow suit and remove this episode and just deny its existence. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, I hope that never happens. <laughs> but I also kind of hope it does happen because that's cool. Yeah, that would be really like meta and cool. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to forget this story because it's no. so good. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, we still want others to experience the story because it is good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the end of my actual thoughts. So I do have a point to oh, yeah. continue here, though. Sure. It, it said at the end that um, she's uploading this to the internet because she doesn't want it to be like she wants it to be there forever because nothing gets deleted off the internet, right? Yeah. Can't she just Google the freaking town she was just in? She, tr- like, I think she tried, and, and, and it's that gone. means <laughs> her putting it on the internet doesn't mean anything because the internet's already been wiped of that yeah, town. That's true. Yeah. So she's so it's yeah. so it's a fool's so it's a fool's errand. Yeah, is what's happening. Or yeah. she's like, she's just trying to like populate, like she's trying to like repopulate the internet with any kind of information about Middlesbrough. And do mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because she tried to look up the store that her dad right, yeah. helped make. That's what's yep, even more fucked up. Like the the chain store, like the 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 um company. No, not the the company still exists. No, but the, I mean the, oh, the company disavows any knowledge of that store. Yeah, the yeah the company doesn't have any records of this store that was in this town. Like that's also kind of funny. That's like if a, if a Walmart just vanished. Yep. <laughs> Which I think that's actually even just as fucked up as anything else. Like, can you imagine just like just uh being a walmart employee like maybe up maybe like as like a a manager or or like a supervisor and having to do some training in a store like a couple of like towns over and then coming back and then it's like yeah so what's like where have you been for the last like few weeks like i was in this town at a store and like they they name off the they know the number like enough in their memory and they's like there's no store with that number uh to it you're fired (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's just like that kind of thing it was just like what did you do for those last few like, weeks like i was doing training over at another store what store Th- this store in i can't remember the place it's like yeah we're gonna have to let you go mm. like that would be so fucked up <laughs> but yeah um yeah so she really so really kind of like she's trying fruitlessly perhaps to try and um get awareness out even though this thing seems to have the ability to to wipe this thing from even the memory of the internet this might also be why there's three parts because she's constantly putting up information (laughs) oh god all three parts are just the same story just like told slightly different (laughs) what because she forgot a little bit in the meantime yeah that actually would be kind of cool that it would be or i think it would be cooler if, if that was to be done it would have to be sort of like a uh, like a a live event sort of thing where like she posts the first story, and then it, it and then like a few weeks later she deletes it, and then posts it again, mm-hmm. and then deletes it, and then posts another one. But they're all they're all three story all three parts are a different retelling of the same story, and they have like a little bit less and less information every time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and then by the end it's just like somebody please help i'm trying to remember this place i went to and i know i have like very scant detail because like you know like she like you, you leave it long enough online like on reddit no sleep or something like that 
to get some like attention from some from the commenters and readers and stuff like that. Yes. And then you remove it. And then like a week later, you post a new one that's like, that has the same title or like very similar title. And then just like you said, like just have all the uh, have like some details removed or missing from the uh, from the uh, the story. Just to fu- just to like have that kind of cool ARG like situation going. Yeah, that's the high levels of immersion right there. Yeah, that's that's just straight up an ARG, like an augmented yeah. reality game. <laughs> but yeah, that would be really cool. But uh, yeah, I think I've said my piece about uh, Deepwood. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. All right, let's see. What do I got left here? Uh, it was a total idiot. Probably on drugs. It was the 70s. We are a totally different generation. We have Satnav. Satnav? Um, this is brought up. And never and then, used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It, it's She mentions it and then never, you, and then doesn't bring it with her when she packs up the, uh, has her like contingency backpack. Was it not listed mm-hmm. in the list of inventory? No, no, it wasn't. <sighs> like maybe at the time she was just using it to try and like convince like uh, Jamie to come with her out into the woods, like as like as a way of ensuring it. And then she used the this other option, i.e., using his uh, attraction to her to 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 uh, her advantage. So she pulled a fucking Bella from uh, from Twilight <laughs> Was to it get what said she wants. That, um... <laughs> Her dad has sat nav, or that his dad has sat nav. Her dad had sat nav. Okay, then yeah, just kind of yeah. drop the ball there. Yeah, no, that that's definitely mm-hmm. a. It's not necessarily a plot hole, but it does. Fe- it's get it's itching closer to the end, or to the it's inching very close to the edge of a being a plot hole. Yeah, because like, why bring it up like that? That's such an important thing, and then don't don't do it. Like, I'm okay with them not having it, but say why. Yeah. The, like, the plot ice the, is melting <laughs> in the inventory section where it's listing the stuff in the backpack. Just yeah. say like I wanted to get the satin nav, but um, like it ha- it's out of power, or my dad had it, or or, or they're moving in a couple of days, yeah. so they, it's already packed, packed. and I have yeah. no idea where it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, just something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that's the the main point that I have. It was brought up never to be yeah, heard no. of again. That's a, that's actually a pretty good and reasonable one. Not to say that you're not to say that most of your stuff isn't good or reasonable. I'm just like that's actually a really like good, reasonable like uh com- like not complaint, but like just critique of the story. It's like what the fuck? Like, like it's like uh, what's that um. Not Schrodinger. It's not Schrodinger's I was cat. Say, it's, it's like the opposite of Schrodinger's shock. No, there, there's there's actually a narrative device, and I, I can't remember the author that brought it up, but basically, um, somebody's gun. Like if you introduce a gun in the first act, Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Chekhov. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. It's like Chekhov's gun. If you if you impl- if you introduce a gun at the beginning of, in the first act, you better use it at some point, or it better come back at some point in the rest of the story. <laughs> yes. Well, mm-hmm. this one it's like we're introducing this and we're never going to use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, gamer, what do you got? Let's see what I have left. Uh, my first note is in regards to them breaking all the windows in the chapel to let sunlight in so they can see. Uh, Katie packed a flashlight. Yep, and 
They Jamie has a lighter. <laughs> no, they didn't yeah. use the flashlight until they got into the basement. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> where's why? that flashlight? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's like, so where's yeah. that flashlight in the church? <laughs> yeah, and also, don't they drop the flashlight like and the bottom area, and then they run back up the stairs, and they're it's dark out, so they're basically in complete darkness because there's no mention of the moon. Uh, pretty much <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. So, so in that case, how can they see the top of the demon's head coming up the stairs? Yeah, You're not wrong. Was the flashlight dropped down there? Yeah, it was. Remember, like she. Oh, she dropped actually, it. Hang it on. Up, yeah, spooked, and then they ran. I got. I got to look up the story again. Hang on. I got to check the. <laughs> that was probably like uh, page like ten or twelve. That means nothing to me. I'm reading on the website. I know. I'm gonna try uh, to find it though. Katie, the win. Oh, Katie, the windows. So, uh, sorry. I moved the beam of light from Jamie's face. Yeah. Um, and it uh, was staring at me. I cannot describe the face. It shook it me to my core. My body was dark. Visceral. Okay, I found it cool. Yeah. Uh, I dropped the flashlight. Jamie dropped everything else, and we ran. We took the stairs two uh, and three at a time. Okay, yeah. So they did. They dropped everything. Yeah. I mean, there was like a little bit of light coming in upstairs because they broke the windows. It let a little bit in, and clearly they, did, they didn't need the flashlight up there. They haven't been using it the whole time because it's the middle of the day or something, even though it's not. Um, but yeah, it's weird. And it does say like the place seemed to repel light, but. That might just be an exaggeration. Because, like, if they were up there and they used the flashlight and the flashlight was barely working, so then they're like, okay, let's try to get some more light in. That would make more sense. And then that would, like, kind of make us feel like maybe there's a supernatural darkness going on up here. But, yeah, we don't really have much about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that dark gloom that's, like, in the center of the church kind of just also goes nowhere. <laughs> Like I guess maybe it's just like the creature emits like a an area of effect <laughs> that's just like yeah. a, like a creepy atmosphere, but which is weird because like the vibe that Katie was getting from the church was like that of like this is like hollowed ground or this is sacred ground they shouldn't be tampering here, mm-hmm. whereas it seemed like it was sort of the opposite. But like maybe above it was like sacred ground and that it had been like warded by like some priests or wizards or whatever to keep the demon at bay yes. underneath it kind of thing but yes, yeah, move on. yeah. Uh, this is in regards to um, describing the Jesus statue mm-hmm. the details of his face were so incredibly minute and perfect he had the same accusing eyes as portraits in the pastor's office he seemed to be staring directly at me, and I could tell Jamie felt the same, though he was across the room from me. The statue stare awarded me an edge. I wasn't aware this was Shadowrun. Sorry, and it, it, it actually st- edge, <laughs> awarded me an edge of panic, is what it says. Oh, okay, yeah. The word is like, take an edge. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. Uh, no, roll, a compo- roll a composure test, and then take an edge. Yes. <laughs> and then we get to this area. 
where they're kind of describing the inside of the chapel. Yeah. So I wasn't aware of the terminology of things as you were bringing it up before. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was really confusing going through describing the uh, the entirety of the upstairs or the main floor rather. Because I wasn't aware of where the quote-unquote front of the chapel was. Like, what I got from the story, the way he was saying... Like, sorry, like I got what the story was trying to say in yeah. regards to it was at the front of the chapel. But the wording of it had my head thinking completely different. Because, like, when I was hearing it, it was from their viewpoint at the back of the church. Because they came in from the back. Yeah. So I assumed that the front meant the front of the building, a.k.a. the front doors. So, like, the statue of Jesus was, like, beside or over the front door. However, this is due to my own ignorance, since Googling it, the quote-unquote front of the chapel is where the podium is. Like, which is where really the pastor weird. stands, which is yeah. at the back of the chapel. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that I it's it's not really I understand your confusion 100 percent because <laughs> there are two fronts and backs of a church. I hate it. <laughs> the front of the church, like on the outside, is the front doors, like where people come in for, for the congregation. And the back is like the back of the church on the outside where the reliquary or the um uh, or where the offices for the priests and stuff of that are in the back of the church. But on, when you're inside that congregational nave, <laughs> yeah. that is the suddenly things flip around and the front of the church inside is at the podium and the back of the church is by where the front doors are. <laughs> I hate it. That, yeah, like, that I is hate it so, much. so fucking annoying. The way that it was describing it, this is what it felt like. Like, I kind of have a rough idea of like, there's a podium and then on either side or maybe just one side, there's a door to the back. Okay. Yeah. So they come out that door to the back, but I mean, they enter the front. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. I was, I was about to like correct you, like be a smart ass. It's like, don't you mean they went through the front door? <laughs> <laughs> the, the door to the front. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, it's so like topsy turvy. The wording of that is horrible. Yeah. But I learned a thing, I guess. Hooray. Yeah, we yeah, we learned a bunch of stuff about churches. <laughs> yeah, a lot of terms that aren't usually used a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get it. I'm going to stay on this for a second longer. I would get it if it's the front of basically the area where the priest works, quote unquote. Like, the front of the stage kind of deal. Yeah. But, like, the chapel is also the entirety of the building. You know, calling yeah. it a chapel is also the same as like calling it a church. You know, like, yeah, it church needs chapel its own name, time. which it might have, like the name of the uh, the stage well, area that you know. Maybe what is the chancel? Like, what is that? That was brought up. One. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Chancy, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay, so the okay, so a chancel. So because like that was for, uh, what I I saw when I was. Look up the description for a nave. Um, so the chancel is the part of a church containing the altar and seats for the clergy and choir. So it's at the front. The chancel is at the front on the inside of a church. The in front. The in front. Not the out front, right? No, not the out front. The in front. That's why it's called. It's like, I'm going to go out front. Oh my god! <laughs> what a revelation. Man, it's funny too because like I'm I'm the review cultist and I know very little about about religious buildings. Yeah, 
Well, mostly because most of our activities are done outside uh, in on like on like a hill where some standing stones are out in the woods near a bonfire. I mean, what? <laughs> or in a deep, dark cellar mm-hmm. <laughs> next to a pit. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> but yes, either way, confusing. I figured it out, but it's annoying. Moving on. Yep. Um, this next quote. There was uh, something wrong with this place. Terribly wrong. And the thought of spending one more minute here had me on the precipice of a panic attack. Something I hadn't experienced in over a year. Was this a thing that happened to you? I don't recall this being brought up about your character at all. I I think she was just saying like that she had a pet. She had, had, I mean, it's just like offhandedly it's saying that she that has had. chronic panic attacks and she hasn't had it in over a year. Yeah. The fact I, that she can say I haven't had it in over a year sounds like it's chronic. It is sort of unnecessary, and it just kind of like asks some more questions that the story isn't going to answer. <laughs> yeah, like again, if it was brought yeah. up before, like that she has some fear of this, like because they were when they were out hanging out somewhere, there was some creepy little tiny basement that he was wanting to go into, and she's like, "Uh, no, I'm kind of claustrophobic," and then be like, "Okay," then I would get it. But it's brought up once and not talked about at all, especially because I, yeah. like so. When she's freaking out a little bit like this, this is me blending into my next note. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's acting like this, and then uh, Jamie theorizes that Katie has claustrophobia, his first order of business is to ask her to go with him into the creepy claustrophobic basement. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, he clearly doesn't care for her well being at this point, but she doesn't seem to care either because she goes along with it. Well, yeah, because she just wants him to, like, wants to do this quicker so that she they can just leave, sort of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, it. I, both I, their own worst enemies in this. Yes, I, I think for the honestly, like looking at the story itself and so I think that was just, like that whole like um, I hadn't had a, a panic attack in uh, for like a year or something like that. I think that was honestly just put there as like some flavor text and like wasn't meant to be like looked at any at all. But I can see what you mean. Like it's it's supposed to just be like uh, it it asks you, it asks a couple of questions that aren't answered ever. So yeah, it's like I'm yeah. fine with these characters having character. Yeah, like I'm fine with her having claustrophobia or whatever type of panic attack that she's having right now because that adds character. But have it show up earlier so like we know that about the character, and then you see it show up here, and then then you're like, oh shit, right? She's claustrophobic. This is not going to go well for her. Instead of us being like, what is going on here? Oh, she's claustrophobic? Okay, thanks. Like, it's comes out of nowhere and doesn't really do anything. Yeah, or or maybe even have, like, a line where... Because, like, at no point afterward does she seem to have a problem with going down to the deep, dark basement, except for the fact that, like, things feel wrong. Um, But, like, she, it's not really because of her claustrophobia. She's just been... She's been feeling that the whole time she's been in this in this, in this church. So, like... It could even just have her say like, "Oh, I didn't realize you were claustrophobic," and so that. And then he, she's like, "I'm not. I just really feel like there's something weird about this place, kind of thing." Yeah. And then there we go. <laughs> I mean, she was freaking out at that point, and she was barely able to like respond. Yeah, because but... like she wasn't having a panic attack because of claustrophobia. That's just something that Jamie speculated to her. Yes. Like, yeah. But she is does have some form of chronic panic attacks of some kind. Because she says, I haven't had one in over a year. When's the last time you had a panic attack? Uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago. 
Never mind. <laughs> like I, 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 that's what I was gonna. I was gonna comment about it. It was like honestly, it's not that weird for people to have just like random panic attacks. Like especially okay. nowadays. <laughs> like, like I, yeah, like I'm yeah. insensitive now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I really did not mean to like just throw you under the bus there. Look at this asshole. He doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> he thinks he's high and mighty because he doesn't have panic attacks. Look at him. Oh, what do you do? Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I'll just I'll be over here having a panic attack now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just in the corner having a panic attack. Oh my god, we got we got Am I insensitive? Yeah. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Was I the asshole the whole time? <laughs> and the answer is, so what's your next thing, uh, Gamer? Uh, actually, I'm done. Oh, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, on, on to final thoughts, then. Um, I loved this. I'm just going to go out and say it. Um, it scratches a bunch of itches. It checks off a bunch of checkboxes. Um, like it has the mystery writing from Baraska that I really liked. Uh, and like part of like the mystery and allure that I found compelling about the Baraska stories. With none of the skeeve. It has that. <laughs> uh, that actually kind of goes into my next thing here. <laughs> my next checkbox. Uh, it's definitely supernatural or, and even a little Lovecraftian or cosmic horror with a veil of like the religious or even demoniacal. Um, so not, yeah, (laughs) demoniacal is actually an old way of saying like diabolical or because it's like, and the only reason I know it is because of a trailer for a Lovecraft movie called, um, die monster die. Um, and it's like the announcer guy's like, I was like, beware the 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 horrors that are even more demoniacal than <laughs> like he was put a lot of emphasis on it because he's like, I'm using a cool word here. You're exactly. gonna hear it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like move over, diabolical, demoniacal. <laughs> now, what's what's with this Spanish bullshit? Dia diabolical? Fuck that. <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna say it like English with demon demoniacal. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so like adding this sort of like Lovecraftian or cosmic kind of horror, it, at least that's kind of like the vibe I got from the monster, mm-hmm. or at least like of how she how she describes the um the I'm statue sorry, the, the demon in the statue and some of that. Yeah, and then veils it with like this like kind of religious or demonic sort of like traping. Um, it's a story about childhood horror, <laughs> so I love those. I'm not weird. Shut up. <laughs> and it's We're all set weird in, here yeah um and it's set in a forgotten town in a spooky forest um it's checking off boxes left right and center for me um for and i so yeah i'm gonna 100 recommend the story and i cannot wait to read the next story next week um i hope that this doesn't like completely like jump the shark or like fall or trip over its feet and ruins this initial like buildup because this was really fun for me to read so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. mikey these stands for evil all right well it was a interesting story it was relatively easy to read 
because it it the way it flows it just gives you the next thing the next thing, the next things you're constantly engaged with it yeah so um and it has the uh a vanishing horror aspect to it cuz the there's the uh was it deepwood and then Middlesbrough. 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 Middlesbrough yeah. 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 The name it's it's very I I think it's pronounced Middlesbrough or Middleborough. Uh is there an S mm-hmm. there in there at all? There's an S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, Middlesbrough, because like I've that's how I think I've heard like bro the it's B R O U H G H, I think. In the story. Uh double checking quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's supposed to be like basically just like a shortening of like burrow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's interesting the whole vanishing side of things, but the the thing is that there should be more vanishing. Like, how is she remembering what she's remembering, and even then? things get removed from the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I we've stated. So that that's yeah. the, the only really big flaw there is that how's anybody remembering this? Um because it's the memory virus. Unless the one who wakes the demon is the one that remembers. I I think um, maybe that might be what we're what what's going on here, but because mm-hmm. she's also starting to forget things because like it's get she but she can feel it it, it going it's slipping so like here's, yeah here's the difference though too compared to um her father who just like went and did a job there and lived there for a little mm-hmm. while and went home very mundane she was traumatized oh. by this so okay she's got yeah. mental scarring hence why I, it probably sticks with her a lot more i was also going to say well, we it could also be like it could be trauma it could also be her bond forged with Jamie over that summer that is keeping her memory, like keeping her memory going of the situation. Like, because like, like they, like they did have a, like a Jamie childhood. All. No, well, I wasn't going to go like ex- that extreme, but like, I mean like, but, th- but they did like forge a bond, like a friendship and maybe something a little bit more like in that, in that two months that they, that they, they hung out and like, uh, and like, spent during that summer so like it's sort of the thing where like that that is the connection that's keeping her afloat um be, uh, and from sinking into like faded memories and stuff i do wonder though because when she left it specifically says that um jamie did not come by to say goodbye he may have already forgotten her oh i think sometimes i honestly that seemed like the most realistic thing for me it was like their departure and like her not him not saying goodbye sometimes that happens a lot more than you think of like yeah uh in in, in a situation where like the two kids were were friends for, through the summer and then something happened where they were missing for 10 hours in the woods and the parents of katie left early like earlier than than they scheduled and like so he she never got a chance to say goodbye he may have wanted to but his parents didn't want him seeing that girl again Kind of yeah, that got him lost in the woods for ten hours. That's understandable. Exactly. Yeah, like that. That's what I'm thinking. Is is probably it's a very reasonable. You see it a lot in real life as well, like in real life situations where, yeah, like they they were friends and then this thing happened and now they no longer allowed to see each other. 
um or they don't want to see each other because like they they do have like because of like this traumatic thing they've experienced they don't want to like they there there's a there's a bear there's like a mental barrier or an emotional barrier to keep them away from each other or like whenever they see each other all they're going to remember is that exactly able to enjoy anything anymore yep yep or also because memory wiping that's entirely possible too yeah but we'll find out in the next entries yeah i I, i'm not gonna lie i kind of hope that she finds jamie like i hope i hope he's not like completely gone Mm -hmm. it's a it's by the person who made baraska so this is probably gonna end badly (laughs) of course but i mean yeah i i I do i do kind of would like some like some like uh reunion of some kind i'm gonna say this because Sorry that we're like t- talking. About I know. I, I yeah. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> it brings up stuff and it just gets on a freaking frame. Um, yeah, that yeah. Like these train tracks here. Um, oh my god, uh, <laughs> they're going um, to the woods. I can't leave. I can't stop walking. No! Sorry. <laughs> what was I going to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, honestly, I forgot before you even start saying shit. Um, shit. <laughs> oh no, you're forgetting. I'm forgetting. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's do this episode, guys. Uh, oh, hello, and welcome to Alternative Rigmortis. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I'm, I'm sure I'm helping by <laughs> distracting you. <laughs> it's fine. What the hell was I going to say? <laughs> what were we talking about last? Um, I'm forgetting. Yeah, about... Uh, uh, oh, but like their p- potential reunion. Like, uh, oh, I was hoping that there re- uh, they would uh, there would be some kind of reunion between Katie and and uh, Jamie in like the next stories. Oh, um, wait, I had it, had it, had it for a second. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's not directly related to that, but um, early on it was said that like I hugged him and then stuff like that, and yeah. little did I know this is the last hug I was ever gonna gonna have. And then like there was another piece early on. Or a little bit after that, that was also foreshadowing, and both of those mm-hmm. had me feeling like, okay, this man is dead. He, this uh, kid yeah. is going to die in this uh, story, but he didn't. Yeah, I, I said that early on in my actual thoughts. Actually, like I, the story kept having these foreshadows where it's like, okay, so Jamie's not because it was like, um, uh, I'm glad that I went down to the pit, even though I was terrified about it, because at least Jamie didn't have to see, like, didn't have to face that stuff alone. Yeah, and I was I like, so I was die. like, yeah, I was like, ah, Jamie's dead. He's so dead. Surprisingly, <laughs> like, his plot armor held out for this first entry, though. <laughs> yeah, I was so shocked. Like, but that, like, they both. Honestly, I thought he was gonna even when, like, while they're still running into the woods and some of that, like after they've escaped the church, I was like, no, he's he's gonna die. He's it's gonna catch up to him or to them. He's gonna trip on the train tracks like he did before, and it's gonna and it's gonna be a situation of I don't have to outrun the the demon. I just have to outrun you, Jamie. <laughs> yep. And but no, they both made it out of the woods. They both got back to their families, and then the ending happened, where like the the town and Jamie vanished. So it was like a questionably happy ending. <laughs> kind yeah, of. It, was, it was a tragic ending, but in not a like a graphic tragic ending. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. basically he just faded away from memory because probably this demon did something to Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's enough tangents. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mikey, your your final verdict. We apologize. <laughs> Um, my final verdict is it's uh, good as is. Hopefully, there's more elaborated on the next one, so I'm going to recommend this. Okay, gamer. Uh, yeah. So as you guys could probably tell, all of us gushing over this, it was a good read. 
Um, they follow dumb kids doing dumb kid things, and it was good for that kind of story. I like that the story is left off with this looming threat of this deletion demon that's like caused this entire town to go away, and it's still out there. Yeah. So the ending's good. It's all immersive because, like, sure, I can Google these town names and these people, and they won't show up. Of course they won't, because the deletion demon got them. Yeah. You know? So it has high levels of uh, immersion in that point. Um, considering this is on Reddit, no sleep, the title's a little short. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you know, it could have been shorter. It could have just been the lost town of Deepwood. Yeah. Didn't need that Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, it could have also been like, like yeah, I mean, I mean, if this was a real <laughs> Reddit no sleep story, it would have been when I was a kid, my dad traveled <laughs> Back then, this company it just keeps going. I'll just feel like the it's first, the like, first paragraph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, no sleep. But yeah, um, all, all in all, I like the story. There were some bits about it that didn't make sense, like the the darkness imprisoning them, and um, all that they can see is obsolete horror. But they didn't use like their flashlights. They didn't bring a GPS, even though it was like, hell yeah, we can GPS. Then yeah. like there's a lot of weird stuff like that, but none of that really wrecked my enjoyment of the story. And I think it's still good as is. It would be better with some little points put in, being like, I didn't get the GPS because of this. Um yeah. we tried using the flashlight and it's actually too dark in here to use the flashlight for some reason. That's weird. <laughs> maybe you know? maybe natural light will help. Let's break these windows. Yeah. Because that might help. <laughs> it, ha- it would have a more natural flow of things. So there's yeah. obviously things that can be done to make it better. But again, I enjoy it as is. So I'm looking forward to the next one and hope it doesn't blow itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honestly a little like we were all really excited. Like we we all kind of really got into this one. Isn't that what happened with Baraska? <laughs> I don't remember hating Baraska at all. I remember I, I thought like by the end. I remember end of hating series, to read it because of how gross it was, but it was still a good series. of. Songs. I guess I, I do. I, I just for some reason I have these memories. Maybe they're like. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just like misremembering, but like I do remember like us really liking the start of Nebraska, and then as it, when we finally like by the time we were finished, like some of the stuff by the end was like a little like ridiculous. But maybe that was because of the skeevy stuff. Maybe I'm just like half remembering the like our 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 uh, reaction to the skeevy like outcome of Nebraska. It might also be the outcome of our war of attrition of reading all of those long stories. That could be also it, yeah. Like we did it. <laughs> this this one is, as far as I can tell, it's like three parts, and then there's a CW link at the very on the very last uh, part that goes to a Facebook page, <laughs> okay. which seems very interesting. Like I I only I didn't get to like check out the Facebook page, but I know that it goes to a Facebook page. I was like, that's really interesting. Is it going to be? Did like the person create a Facebook page? for somebody in the story or for a place that doesn't exist in the story or that doesn't exist in real life. Like, but like they basically, they does the story actually incorporate some ARG elements. Yeah. (laughs) So that'll, that'll be interesting to look at when we get there. So, but uh, I guess, yeah. yeah, So full recommendation. Cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess, uh, that's been this week's episode. Um, I think unanimously check out the lost town of Deepwood on Reddit. No sleep. Uh, you can also check it out at creepos.wiki. Um, it's, it is also there. So, um, and we will find out what happened, what happens next time to 
to Katie uh, next week. So that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean. No, why am I? I don't hang on. <laughs> um, that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. This gets posted. We're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The gamer in yellow is at the gamer in yellow, but without that W at the end, because I don't remember why. Oh, there's <laughs> some reason. I don't yeah. know. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also check me out at Blue Sky at Review Cultist. Um, and uh, if you'd like to uh, send us emails, you can go to aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Or you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void, forgetful, yawning darkness. And... If you didn't write these stories and post them online for people to enjoy and get spooked by, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And Mikey, these tens are evil. And I'm... What's my name? Um, and anyway, uh, and this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep, sleep well?